Today's lectionary reading comes from 1 Samuel 3, verses 1 to 10. It's titled, The Lord Calls Samuel. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were beginning to be, were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls, you say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. So the two books of Samuel, two books of Samuel, which are located in the Old Testament, is about the person of God, the person that God used to establish the monarchy. So he was the high priest that anointed both Saul and David, Israel's first two kings. So a bit of background from chapters 1 and 2 is that um, Samuel's parents, Hannah and Elkanah, have prayed for a child for a long time. Hannah makes a vow that if the Lord gives her a son, she will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. She says this in front of Eli, the high priest, and she does fall pregnant with Samuel. And then as after the boy was weaned, so about the age of three, she actually takes him and gives him to the house of the Lord or takes him to the temple. And it says it ministered, he ministered before the Lord under Eli, the priest. Eli had his own sons at the same time, and it was customary that they would take over his father's role in the temple. But verse 12 of chapter one says that they were scoundrels. They wouldn't follow the correct commandments around sacrifices in the temple and they lived really unrighteous lives. Uh, a man of God comes to Eli and says that because of his family's wickedness, no one in his family line will reach old age and both his sons will die on the same day. But he says he, God will raise up another faithful priest and everyone in Eli's family line will bow down before this priest. This ends up being Samuel. So the story that we picked up on is at chapter 3 where Samuel is still a boy, still learning under Eli. Um, it's interesting that it says that the word of the Lord was rare and there were not many visions. And I sometimes wonder if this is due to the wickedness of Eli's sons, um, that God was not being worshipped appropriately. So they're in the house of the Lord where the ark is. So the ark holds the presence of God. So Samuel's quite close um, to the presence of God at that time. So the Lord calls to Samuel three times. And he thinks it's Eli each time calling him. 
he goes to Eli and Eli says, it wasn't me. In verse 7, it says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. When I was in Brazil, people would say, would use the word conhece, um, which would mean in my um, translation of English Portuguese dictionary, no. So they would say, do you conhece Uluru? And I would say, yeah, I, I know Uluru because I know of Uluru. And then they'd say, oh, what was it like? And how, do you, how did it feel? And then I'd have to say, well, I know of it, but I've never experienced Uluru. I haven't been there. Uh, similarly, they'd say, oh, do you conhece Nicole Kidman? And I'd say, yeah, I know Nicole Kidman. She's Australian. And they'd say, oh, wow, that's amazing. What's she like as a person? How, do you, how are you related to her or how do you know her? And then I'd say, oh, I've actually never met her, but I know of her. And the word know, I think, is similar here um, in the Hebrew as it is to the Portuguese conhece, which means know. It's deeper than just knowing of God or knowing about God. It's saying that Samuel had not met or experienced God yet. Um, just like I had not experienced Uluru or I hadn't had a relationship with Nicole Kidman, um, Samuel had not had a relationship with God. And it says, because the word of God, which we know sometimes is another name for Jesus, had not yet been revealed. It's interesting that on the third time when Samuel um, comes to Eli saying, you called me, Eli realises before Samuel that it's God calling Samuel. Eli is the one that knows God. So he tells Eli how to respond. Eli is the one with the relationship with God, so he knows the appropriate way to respond. He says, go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So the Lord comes and stands there, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel, and then Samuel responded. So what can we take from these verses, you know, Old Testament verses? I think that it's often those that know God, us that call yes, God, we have a relationship with God. We might first notice when God is moving in other people's lives and then we need to help them to know how to respond. This might be for people who aren't yet Christian, who the word of God or Jesus has not been revealed Rather than us sitting there waiting for them to notice God's call and making a response, we might need to really gently um, point out when God is calling and very gently again tell them what's the best way to respond. I also think this is um, for our Christian community too. We have different levels of experience and relationship with God. Sometimes we can see God calling out to our fellow brothers and sisters before they do. One of the most valuable things that I got out of my study at Table College is being linked to a spiritual director. We meet monthly and I just tell her about what's going on in my life and she can ask me questions or points to ways where God is moving and calling me. And it's often where I've not yet seen. She offers me guidance then on how, how should I respond. And the wonderful thing about our, our outposts and at all churches is our different backgrounds and life experiences we all have different ways of knowing God. Let's be on the lookout for how God is calling other people in their lives. Often we think, oh, it's too obvious they know, so we don't sort of say anything. But it might not be to that person. Or you might just confirm for them, oh, yeah, he is. It was a suspicion that I had. 
And then let's talk about them with how do we think it's best to respond to God and to this current call. So just like Eli, who raised up a great high priest of Israel, who ended up anointing the first kings, you might never know how your, your wisdom and pointing out God's call might impact someone's faith journey. So let me just encourage you this week to try and notice where, are, where is God calling out to those in your lives. Thank you.